not necessarily just opening it for any kind of recreational use, but even the experimentation on this stuff is very limited. And when it is limited, or when it is uh, used mm -hmm. or attempted to be used, mm -hmm. there are so many things that it has so many regulations on it. Mm -hmm. um, but I believe. You know, it shouldn't. Uh, ancient civilizations have been using this stuff for years mm -hmm. to help with their spiritual side. Mm -hmm. And we saw in the 20s that prohibition didn't work for alcohol. And it's the same with, like, with guns. Um, mm -hmm. The black market stuff, that's still going to be prevalent no matter how many you know, laws you're going to put mm -hmm. on that. People are still going to find a way to get the things they want to get. So why don't we just, you know, try and experiment on them as much as we can? There's so much knowledge that we don't know about it that can be useful to people. I think it's true too, but my big problem was something in the like acid world, like LSD worlds. Mm -hmm. The the blood brain barrier is actually transposed when you have those kind of scheduled drugs. Like it actually goes across. You can do literal brain damage mm -hmm. by like ODing on that, which you cannot really OD on something in marijuana or two too long, so it doesn't do that. Right. Um, that OD possibility is a scary thing in society. Yeah. That's the thing where the people will flip out and not know they're getting shot and keep running. I mean, they don't yeah. realize it, you know? Yeah. They just keep going because their brain is not processing. So, I don't know, I know you're not using the word legalization, but even the experimentation with it, it would have to be like, it had to be so controlled first and foremost, but mm -hmm. more importantly, you can't just, there's huge things why you can't just um, experiment randomly on a human being. Like, you just can't. Right. Hey, okay, let's just say, you know, she's recording. So, I'm looking at, do I know that it was used in things like sweat lodges with Indians? I absolutely do. Do I know uh, the peyote thing was used out there? Absolutely do. Do I know that it's been used across many different cultures? I absolutely do. Mm -hmm. But the purpose of it almost, almost always was a spiritual purpose. Absolutely. And they're trying to find their higher power, of course, to like get in touch with it. Mm -hmm. What bothers me is people will think that what they see in that almost dream state is real. Yeah. And so if they think that's real, if they think that's a real thing, then they would be like, so-and-so told me to blank. Mm -hmm. And fill in like the worst scenario ever, like, you know, go shoot 15 people. Right. And they would say uh, it was based on experimentation and legalization and you know, all that kind of crap. Mm -hmm. I, without the possibility of being able to like literally play around with people and just let them go hang out somewhere and smoke this, do that, whatever. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, because it's illegal to do that with human beings, like literally illegal, I don't know how it could happen. Yeah, um, and I think especially like uh, heroin is in the same category as cannabis mm -hmm. right now, mm -hmm. currently. Right, it is. And uh, I don't know, just, just stopping, completely stopping the experimentation on that. I think it's very... Uh, I don't know how I explained it in here, but just human rights it violates mm -hmm. and religious freedom, and those are some things. Because that we, of its illegality is what you're saying. Yeah. And I believe it has a big part. A lot of people use it for self-discovery and everything, mm -hmm. and e ego dissolution is a big thing with, uh, especially with LSD. But even when you're, um, like, I mean, you take a ketamine and you see angels or you take a hit of DMT and you're talking to otherworldly beings and yeah. stuff uh, I understand how people could definitely use that as their spiritual guidance or use that as 
whatever deity, you know, they try. But um, I don't know. I feel like it has, it could definitely, especially for drug-resistant strains of, like, uh, depression or PTSD and even in microdosing stages like that where it gives you the cognitive benefits but not the psychedelic parts. Even though the psychedelic parts may be fun, it's still, I get it. you know, there's still things. I don't know, the, like when you get into the certain stages of drugs, the addictive level is just, mm-hmm. I almost use the word psychotically, but still it's like psychotically up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and people don't know until you do because your bodies are wired different. Yeah. So, and it's a lot like that, I need the word, tolerance. Mm-hmm. The tolerance that builds up over time is just like somebody who's exposing themselves to um, poison ivy. Yeah. The more you're exposed, the easier it is to get, the more tolerable you are. I mean, it's just a thing. Mm-hmm. It's a different kind of chemistry than most people are exposed to, like smoking marijuana. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different body chemistry. Absolutely, yeah. Um, when that happens, though, I think like the freedom, if you were in a, how do I say this right? Like they've never, to the best of my knowledge, and I don't know everything, been able to make that stop on an Indian reservation. Really? Like you can still go to the sweat lodge and you can still smoke. Interesting. So I had a friend who used to go to sweat lodges and smoke. Um, and it was for that purpose. They were just a, I want to like love everybody, religion on the planet. Yeah. Let me just go see what's out there to see what it is, trying to find some connections mm-hmm. and a little more towards the, I'll say mother nature, but that really wasn't what he thought. Right. But kind of mother nature, kind of like deity of choice. Um, and so I'm quite sure, well, I'm getting 50 plus percent sure it's still legal there, mm-hmm. but it has to be like kind of controlled. Like you only go get it from like the tribal chieftains kind of thing. It's not like you can just go out in your backyard and yeah. hey, let's go kind of thing. Yeah. Even though it doesn't grow wild. Um, so the ability, I get the point of like, how do I say this because I'm old? I get the point of being able to say the freedom of whatever you want to do. Like I was born in the 60s, so it's okay. <laughs> I get this. The freedom of whatever you want to do. But when you're old enough to see consequences from any point of view, man, it scares the crap out of you. Yeah. And uh, especially people nowadays that look at these things and like they see an article on BuzzFeed that mm-hmm. says, hey, this, this proves to do that. And they go out and try it and mm-hmm. it doesn't give them the right... Yeah, they get a different hire, different experience. You know, yeah. Um, under certain circumstances, I understand, like especially with moderation and the mm-hmm. way that they're using uh, in just some of the trials that they've done here, mm-hmm. the way that they utilize these things and not only moderate it and monitor the people, mm-hmm. like have trip sitters there and everything and uh, just kind of walk you through it. And then after they, you know, here's, here's what placebo did and here's the fMRI of the different uh, neuro oscillation that happened during that. And here's someone in the middle of a peak. Could you come to the office, Mrs. Peak? In the middle of peaking on acid, and here's what they thought. They did the same things. They, we had them do the same uh, actions or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And did some prompts or something? Yeah. yeah. See, okay, so once again, you're still back to even to do something as easy as I want to volunteer to go test some new heart drug. Mm-hmm. The paperwork involved is horrendous mm-hmm. to do it. Uh, a good 10 year process before it's allowed up to public and the trial and error on a human being because the people who want to go volunteer for that are a lot of the times uneducated people who just want to get stoned and they're going to give me free whatever and that's all I want to do. They're not necessarily looking for the benefit or the outcome or the connections that can happen or the like all the people the whole like ecstasy thing that was so big for so long because you know they would go to the little club scenes and everything was mm-hmm. so touchy-feely and tingly and 
It was great, you know, <laughs> and so um, the long-term effects scared the living daylights out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, uh, of course, after or before there were so many regulations on it and before they knew the true effects of it, especially long-term effects, there was a um, study uh, during the rise of the counterculture of the 1960s. Someone, I believe it was at... Please don't tell me Berkeley. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, back documentary. Okay. Don't know what school it was at. Uh, Harvard. Okay. Um, a professor of social relations had formulated a psychological assignment, and this is when the government was exploring using LSD. Yeah, LSD, and um, hoped to get a mind-controlling agent. Mm-hmm. And you know, experimental experimenters found that the drug was more useful in breaking down and analyzing the personality of subjects so that they can sit there and pick at themselves, which I know a lot of people do that while they're already tripping without even realizing it. Mm-hmm. Um, it brings a lot of subconscious things up. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the uh, subjects in the experiment was Harvard mathematician Theodore Kaczynski. And uh, this piece of information is the hinge on... Okay, maybe that's not as important, but... Uh, like, do you believe that? I, I, it obviously had an effect on his brain. He went completely, you know, yeah, hermit. Way more than that, though. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, but taking this, I believe they were trying to do, like, a, uh, a breakthrough experiment. Because, like, you can't just microdose with DMT. It's you lay down and you, you know, you're, you ascend. But with LSD, you know, you can do it in simple steps, and you can, again, have the psychological stuff or just the cognitive stuff. Mm-hmm. And I believe they were trying to reach that DMT level with just something as easy to get as LSD. Okay. I haven't seen that. I did when I took psychology so many years ago. I remember mm-hmm. going through all of that and studying it because mm-hmm. Kaczynski's name obviously in it, so it, like, stood out. Right. But if I remember correctly, the study was greatly tailored towards uh, interrogation techniques. Really? Um, so if you're looking at to interrogate somebody and if you just get them relaxed, yeah, you get them in a mood of tranquility, mm-hmm. you get them where they don't feel the pressure to do whatever, all those subconscious things you're talking about come forward. Mm-hmm. And so it ended up being, if I did this and if I got um, a captured soldier, and I'm going to give them this drug of choice, and then I'm trying to interrogate him because I want to like save the world from this tar- terrible, terrible person. Mm-hmm. But you addict them in the meantime, or you alter their brain chemistry, or you put them in a permanent psychosis, or you do anything. The legalities involved, once again, back to the human rights. Yeah. Shut them down. <laughs> I think that's what mm-hmm. shut them down. And it wasn't just, and it was the government who sponsored so, so many probably totally unpublished Mm -hmm. studies on what if, and they would just like volunteer the soldiers to go do whatever and Mm -hmm. do your thing and see what happens. Uh, This entire research project makes me think of the intro to Pineapple Express. But um, DMT, the spirit molecule, one of uh, of my favorite tryptamines to learn about. Um, Important molecule in psychopharmacology, it's found in... uh, a wide variety of plants. It's found in animals. It's it's in the epiphysis cerebri, the penile gland, which it controls our circadian rhythm and everything. Um, do you believe that has any true? I don't want to say significance, but it's so untouched 
and it's also schedule one so of course we can't do anything about it and there's no uh, known overdoses on it same as cannabis it's naturally occurring everything like that uh do you believe that has anything to do with uh just whatever religion whatever higher power like do you believe it's truly the spirit molecule that it claims to be no no i think you're just playing brain chemistry <laughs> i think that's what's happening um, but I also think a lot of faith-based religions are pretty much just brain chemistry that somebody had at some point in time and wrote a book about it. Mm -hmm. And then that's how they, they, the followers came about. Um, but no, I just think what we know in this day and age, that even if ultimately something along those lines ends up being true, the fact that we were given the ability to mm, pick it apart, mm -hmm. like go down into it deeper and say, but what if, and all these little manipulations, and then what are the outcomes? I think that gift alone that we have as human beings just proves that we can do that. So it didn't have to be like given in the first place. Yeah. So. Um, a few more questions here. Yeah. Uh, this was a not only an explanation of what lysergic acid dithylamide or LSD can do, uh, other than show you beautiful patterns and colors and vivid images and insights on life, but um, LSD trials versus placebo using fMRI and MEG. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of people are not only trying to break down the molecular structure of it and tailor it to a more supposedly safe, you know, synthetic substance, but make these placebos and try and get the same effects, not just the uh, visual effects, but the cognitive benefits that can you know, like when the it. whole brain's lit up, like where you're using more areas of your brain that we haven't ever used before. Because mm -hmm. I do know that's a fact. Yeah. Um, I think the part, how do I explain this right? Back from when I was taught in psychology class again, um, going through the studies, I think that if they could, I don't know how to tailor this right, if they could find out that base pattern of what's in there that allows that rewiring to happen mm -hmm. but i don't know how to do that once again without them in studies um, chemically when we were looking at it you're you're just talking about pretty much just a hydroxide difference and a bend in the molecule it's almost nothing mm -hmm. like it's literally almost nothing to go from mm -hmm. heroin to morphine to lc all of them every single one of them yep um tryptamines i mean are prevalent in everything and psilocybin and dmt and lsd i mean that's the main precursor uh, like las that's a mm -hmm. pure tryptamine right there um yeah i mean i really think that if they if they could i don't know how though i mean i really have no idea how and nor do i have near enough biology experience to begin <laughs> but chemically i remember looking at those and thinking that if there had to be some teeny tiny triggering mechanism in there mm -hmm. that literally got turned on mm -hmm. when that happened and a lot of people would say like if you're mostly like a frontal lobe person all these other ones that got lit up in those kinds of experiments uh your creative side would come out because i'm like i can't honestly figure yeah i'm absolutely terrible at it and their argument would be that if i did this i should be able to pull more into the other side of my brain that i hardly ever use and i know i've seen people do it like on videotapes yeah um Man, I do not know chemically how to pull that out of there, though, to make anything remotely safe. It just scares the living daylight out of me. Yeah. Um, and, of course, like, you can overdose on anything. Oh, yeah. Too much of anything. You can do you too can... much vitamin K. I don't care. Oh, yeah. Um, but... Too much oxygen you could die from. I mean. But I think that the idea of, I think the idea of, like, taking it further and mm -hmm. figuring things out is actually quite cool. Mm -hmm. But 
experimentation would probably start on something in the animal family, the closest we could get, and then seeing the same thing without killing the little hearts. And so, like, dumbing it down to, like, a little mouse size kind of thing. Yeah, rats. and Man, that's so bad. Yeah. Um, you, you can give cocaine to rats, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's lots of people. Give it to Eric. Um, how do you feel about recreational use of these things? I'm still, I'm still for the freedom of choice. I still think the people's just the same reason for guns. I can have a gun because I want to. I can do drugs if I want to. Um, but then I go back to my old fashioned of like in the teaching profession. I couldn't imagine being in this level of being in front of this many people. Hi. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do that. Like unprofessional of me. Yeah. So would I ever judge someone who ever did it off campus kind of thing? I don't. I'm not that judgmental. I don't. I mean, it's your choice. It's your life. It's your thing. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that people realize the small consequences of it's your choice, your life, your thing. You stay in your house, but then they get in a car, mm-hmm. and then somebody dies, or somebody gets hurt, or their friend does whatever, and then right. they perpetuate stupidity, which makes everything have that downfall mm-hmm. and all those negative connotations that come with it. So, I don't know. I'm kind of a your body, your choice kind of thing. Yeah, and I absolutely agree with that. Um. Okay, um, the lack of knowledge on these things, it makes people curious. Mm-hmm. And it makes people, uh, as we were talking about earlier, the black market stuff, mm-hmm. like they're still gonna find a way to get it if they want it. Um, and there's no, you know, no matter how many laws you put on it, mm-hmm. there's no way you're gonna stop people from making it or from getting it, or from dealing it. Um, but the security on these drugs, it makes young people curious mm-hmm. and it makes, uh, especially people who've had a hard life and who don't like the reality that they're in want to escape that uh, and then they end up making stupid choices. I understand being rebellious, but there's a there's definitely danger in that in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, but street drugs are more dangerous than what we would utilize in pharmacology if we were to explore these psychedelics. That's true. Most of the street drugs are going to be cut with something else, which is way more dangerous than the original substance in the first oh, yeah. place. It's uh, the cutting of it that kills them. Fentanyl is a Schedule II. Mm-hmm. And cannabis and MDMA and, and yep, are Schedule One. Yeah, but I said that definition there was for the blood-brain barrier. Mm-hmm. That's exactly where that came from. Mm-hmm. And how to undo a problem once you go past that, because we can't physically get past that too well without like an totally open school brain surgery kind of thing and going back through. Um, so the trying to like repair damage, we, we do not have the technology to repair a brain like that. Yeah. And I think that's also a very scary situation. Like you want to do something and run into a wall because you're stoned and do whatever. I can fix your face, mm-hmm. but I can't fix whatever you just killed in your brain or rearranged in your brain or scrambled or enlarged or anything else that happened in there. Yeah, there's there's definitely a point of no return that you can go beyond, and a lot of people don't understand that, or they just don't care. Right. Uh, which is, again, scary. Yeah. Um, but, but, I mean, the curiosity you're talking about, that's going to be there all the time. It doesn't matter. It's like, yeah. oh, this is like you were saying when drinking before with prohibition. This is going to be a thing. Absolutely. That people have to would have to be willing to go through, because, like, as science teachers, we've had these discussions so many times. Uh, one of the big things that people talk about here in the United States, to backtrack a bit, is the alcohol in like France. Mm-hmm. You're in France, you drink when you're two years old, have a glass of wine, nobody cares. Right. But they've also like in home over years realized this is too much, stop. Mm-hmm. Or we are a family where we can't drink that, maybe we have an alcoholism problem, so we stop. Right. But like it took them a long time to get there. Mm-hmm. And I don't think our country in this day and age with the fast track mentality of 
digital world mm -hmm. would be patient enough to wait for that. Yeah. So you could say like, starting with something like marijuana, just to throw it out there. It's like free and open to the public, just like cigarettes. Go, go buy whatever you want. No big deal. Everybody would be like so crazy and they would just like go insane for five years probably. Mm -hmm. Just doing whatever the heck it is they felt like doing and then it is a gateway drug. It will lead you to the next one because you never get the original high back. Right. Ever, ever, ever. Um, and I do believe that, you know, even uh, like going to my first concert, mm -hmm. that was an adrenaline rush. And I get mm -hmm. the same thing whenever I ride a roller coaster or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, but chasing these highs is, is definitely a dangerous thing. Um, there's really no, I don't know how to say it. There's no... Uh, there's no chemical difference in, I don't know how to put this, like. Are you talking about like the dopamine, things like that? Like yeah, what like, goes through your brain? Like if you could go mm -hmm. work out really well and get a good sweat and be just as high as if you just went and smoked something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same um, thing. Personally, I believe, because we have CB1 and CB2 receptors, CB1 being the central nervous system, CB2 is in the digestive tract, which is why um, people can, you take edibles, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but that, evolved we have those receptors for anandamide which is what gives you the runner's high mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. it's chemically close to thc it's mm -hmm. chemically close to dopamine it has you know it docks to those same receptors right um and i believe just like uh just like even peyote maybe mm -hmm. you ingest that and it's a defense mechanism for the plant because you eat something and you see some crazy stuff you're not going to go and eat it again um except you know unless you're like us uh but I believe that a part of our evolution came with these different substances that we introduced ourselves to. That's a cool idea. Um, or like uh, so many more people have ADHD now mm -hmm. or depression and our primitive brains cannot keep up <coughs> with this fast-paced world. I think that's partly true, but I also still am a firm believer that more people had it and were not diagnosed mm -hmm. because we didn't know what it was. Yeah. Or they would call it something else of whatever the buzzword it was for the year kind of thing. But with population growth, and if you look at percentages mm -hmm. compared to what we have, we are not as full-blown crazy, like ADHD world, as people appear to think it is. Mm -hmm. um, like if you look at a student body in my life here at Central High School, I don't think anybody's changed. I know it's not been a generation. Well, yes, it has, I lied. <laughs> I do have kids of kids. Um, but probably generationally enough time to adapt yeah. and do all that kind of stuff. Um, but the idea of we did adapt because of things we've done before is pretty cool. I like that. I like to think so. Um, I also like to think that the Bible was written when someone was on psychedelics, but, you know, that's my own personal opinion. Uh, I don't that's remember funny. the That was a conversation we had once as science teachers. We were just playing devil's advocates with each other. Really? Mm -hmm. And I was like, why would I follow a book that somebody wrote when they were stoned? Right. Yeah. Like, if it happened in this day and age, would you still believe? Mm -hmm. You see new religions sprout up all the time, but that's people being crazy. I mean, Charles Manson was a nut yes. job, and uh, Rastafarians are crazy for what <laughs> they believe in, but but yeah. no, it happened yeah. years ago, so it's fine. True. Um, or, do you know what Dunbar's no. number is? Um, it's in primates, the size of your neocortex, uh, the cerebrum, mm -hmm is it determines how many close intermittent relationships that you can have with people. So you see tribes and they fight other tribes because they cannot accept any more people into their group. They've reached their 
maximum oh, like number capacity? of yes. Okay, yeah, I'm not talking about now. Um, I believe that's why people in like New York City hate other people. You know, um, people in uh, Asia and stuff. They're mm -hmm. so close knit. They don't have common courtesy and they don't have manners like we do. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's very true and very prevalent. And uh, after. I found out what the term was and what it meant. It was just common sense. Like it, mm -hmm. it made sense. People in close, close quarters, they're gonna get tired of other people. Right. Um, and again, trying to escape that reality, you put people together and they're gonna end up doing something stupid, so. True. I mean, that's true. But I couldn't imagine like if you were in, just for the two examples you had, just pick New York City and China again. And you were like, okay, to alleviate some fears, some like people won't lose their homes fears because of all the others, you know, people out there um, volunteering to be in a program that could alter something and see if it's good for you or not. Not a bad idea. Mm -hmm. It's just not a bad idea. And people don't realize that, like, mm, what I want to say, people are doing things that they think are going to like pump them up and they're really depression things. Mm -hmm. And to take something like that LSD or something in the upper quote unquote family mm -hmm. could really make your brain be okay for the moment, but finding that tolerance level, mm -hmm. it's very hard in human beings. Uh, and especially like, um, like on the come down from mm -hmm. those things, you know, you just sent so much through wow. your receptors and it's still trying to process what went yeah. on. And after now you have a tolerance of this much for uh, narcanephrine because you were. Yeah, I know just what you're saying. speeding along, but then you're only getting this much yep. right now, and so of course you're going to be down for a bit. And um, I know a lot of people handle that differently, or just don't handle it well at all, and that's why they continue to build the tolerance because you get rid of that feeling and you want it back. And um, which I understand that, but there are going to be withdrawal symptoms from anything. I mean, from modern day antidepressants mm -hmm. that they hand out like candy. It's, yeah, that's true. But I think the thing that, like, in the scary portion for me, when you're still back in the brain chemistry part, it's more like we don't, honest to goodness sakes, to my knowledge, know enough about size, weight, influences, backgrounds, um, why are some people, like, angry drunks and some people are funny drunks. Mm -hmm. We don't know any of that kind of stuff. And when you're looking at that and like, a drug level, you can't, I can't look at you and go, oh, she'll be fine, mm -hmm. and just hand you over one. You just can't do it. Right. Um, I don't know what test somebody could invent to figure that out mm -hmm. could be out there I don't know it's just uh the entire time we're supposed to like um you know be very unbiased about this well not unbiased about this but especially in conversation like when you're talking. just try and like you said play devil's advocate and look at it from both sides which um this is something I'm passionate about if you couldn't tell um Neurology and stuff has mm -hmm. been like I, I love that kind of stuff, but I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Just holding people back from, you know, all this untapped potential. Oh, that's because you know you either know and or think you can handle whatever the heck it is that's coming down the line. Mm -hmm. and not everybody can. That is the problem. It's just like allowing everybody to like have the gun, and then the one idiot that shoots a person with a totally illegal gun, mm -hmm. but then all the black market stuff starts. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what's gonna happen in the drug system too, and they're all gonna get cut, and they're all gonna be in a worse position than they were, and they're gonna be just like psychotics. And mm -hmm. Not a good plan, because society doesn't work like it's supposed to. Of People course. get in the way, because <laughs> we're weird. Right, Mr. Partridge? So always.